Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. If you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on SpoilerVerse.com. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at SpoilerCountry at gmail.com. I always do it through my phone. I never, I never do it through my computer. Yeah. I'm in Skype. So don't record this time. I'm recording in Skype in case you decide not to record again. Do it. That's cool. Oh yeah. They always make they always stories. You always think they never are. Right. Ah, I'm Rich Stewart. How you doing? I quite like that, but <laughs> <laughs> pretty. Uh, all right, then. All right then. Here we go. Did you know I had a speech therapist when I was in elementary school? Oh, did you? Yeah, because I couldn't say I said "faw," and uh, I used to get teased by the kids. Yeah, which is weird. Kids are assholes. Well, it wasn't like I don't know. I, it didn't affect me that much. It was just dumb. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> kids are like, what? This is. I mean, I, I go on TV and you see a massive amount of people that talk exactly like this. <laughs> uh, but I had this Asian lady, but she spoke perfect English. I don't know if she was. First generation or maybe even second generation because she had no accent or anything like that, you know, and she li- I don't know why I'm telling you this, but she liter- literally told me if I'm not able to say my R's, I will amount to nothing in my life. <laughs> I was in fourth grade. <laughs> and how that how that stick with you? Uh, well, I came home and I told my mom what the lady said. And she said some other things. It was just like weird because I wasn't because like, lady, I'm doing my homework and, and everything else. You know, <laughs> this is like the last thing on my list you know and i don't know i came home my mom took me out of it they it was i would go see her in a little room at tracyton elementary um twice a week for like 30 minutes you know yeah yeah my mom took me out of that program like quicker than shit when she heard what the lady said well i mean it could have been from you know i mean if she was asian and she's probably told she was probably told that because you know a lot of asian cultures have a hard time saying r sure but i don't I just i mean great no I, I don't tell a four-year-old a fourth a fourth grader that but i mean i can kind of see why why she would think that 11 i was like 10 right it was 10. yeah it's like wait what <laughs> Fourth grade, and so. then like within the year or so my r's were fine yeah whatever whatever it's like i wanted to go the british don't say r at all <laughs> right <laughs> they always it's 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 not defined it's, it's there but it's not like as defined as we say it yeah yeah i heard that there was somebody told me that the british used to talk more like we do now like their r's were pronounced some right. other things and then when revolutionary war happened and then there was a like it was in vogue to speak the way they're speaking now like during some i can't remember when it was but 
they kind of flipped. And if you go back to Shakespearean time, hearing it in an American accent is closer to what Shakespeare had in his head when he was writing it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know if that's true or not. Cause you know, there's a, there's a guy. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube who's done, who, who does after a bunch of research, he did readings of Shakespeare in what they've determined to be the closest form of the actual dialect of what Shakespeare would have written it in. And yeah. it's just, it just sounds weird. He goes, we do it. We do it now. Modern day do it in a way that makes it exciting for us. But original Shakespeare the way they talked back then sounds off to us because they're the way they, the way they pronounce words was different. And the way they inflect they had their inflections on words were also different. So the way where we inflect things was not where they inflected things. Yeah. It's going to be weird. No. I All right. Shakespeare. But I'm not a huge yeah. fan of Shakespeare either. I think, I, think, I, think I took a class in it. It was awesome. Did you? I just think it's dumb that English teachers and whole academia will force people to read books that they deem are necessary, like Moby Dick and even Frankenstein and, and just, you know, there's a, a bunch of them, you know, to kill a mockingbird, all these, and, and they are great in their own way. But when you kill a, a, a child's love of reading, because you're making them read something, one, they don't understand, they have no interest in, what's the point of that? I mean, I can see the point of, of you want in the academia of going through school, you want kids to read certain certain things that are studied upon so you know so you can assist them with understanding what they're reading and guide them through it rather than reading something that you know the teacher or the the, the group hasn't read because it's really hard to teach somebody about literature and the functionalities and the meaning behind a book if you as a teacher have not read that book oh you know? i agree with that i you know that that's 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 totally right but you at the same time it's time to upgrade time to update you know, and, and some and, and some teachers have, and some I mean I think around here a lot a lot of them have, and some have, but there's also something to be said for reading the classics of you know these books are classics and have been classics for a reason, and it's really it, kill there's somebody's desire to read by forcing them to read that. I've seen it, you see it happen. I'm so, sure you do, but if be like, it, I don't like reading, it's boring, and I don't want to read a book anymore, and then they just won't even pick one up, and they won't even try. Yeah, but I think I think I think some of that has to more to do with not just them being forced to read Moby Dick. I think it has to do with more of they just don't want to be a reader. Because I've read a lot. Of, I've been, I was forced to read a lot of really boring shit, and that didn't stop me from wanting to read or anybody I know of, you know. And people I know who don't want to read and say they get, you know, oh, I had to read this boring stuff in school. They also just don't want to read because they didn't, didn't they didn't read anything outside of that. Yeah, you know, you're not but, you're not reading Moby Dick in fourth grade, you know. No, but I read it in sixth. And did it kill, did it kill your desire to read? Well, my whole family reads, and I actually wanted to read Moby Dick. There's yeah. a difference. But I did see kids that, like, they won't read things, like, especially in junior high. Yeah. You know, it's already hard enough to get them to be interested in anything that's not what their peers are interested in or what they think is the newest thing. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know what, how it was when you went to school, but, I mean, when I was in junior high and we were in reading class and doing all that stuff, doing book reports – you know, yeah, we had to read like, you know, there was certain we have to read, you know, <clears throat> to kill a mockingbird or whatever. But most of our book reports were on self-chosen books. You know, we would do it would you pick See, a I book. had a teacher that did not do that. She made people read. We read Romeo and Juliet. We read To Kill a Mockingbird. We read what else did we read? I don't know. We read a bunch of just a lot of the classics, which is yeah. cool because you know it kind of opens you up on some ways. But there was a there there was like four or five kids, man, that just they couldn't get through it. You know? Yeah, and I think I, I think there's, there's probably there's probably sorry. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I was going to say there probably definitely are kids who, you know, that they made them not want to be readers or whatever. They, they could have been outside. But I think a lot of those kinds of kids are just kids who just don't want to be readers or wouldn't be readers anyways. Even if you gave them something they would love to read, there's a certain, there's a lot of kids out there or people out there who just don't want to read. Well, and, that's they, they, true. But reading I, in general. That, that's, I don't, I think that's, <clears throat> I think there's still people that if you give them the chance to have a different style of book or something different that they haven't had before and didn't have it. Cause I'm sorry, man. Like, I read, um, oh my God, Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. Right. And I even read a uh, big Russian book. War and Peace. Peace. Those are things are freaking boring, dude. I had to fight my way to get through that. And I think an mm-hmm. average kid, like when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I was already re- reading at a college level because we read so much as a family. Yeah. And I think it's a different in the environment that you grow up in. But I had a fight through that. And if you gave War and Peace to an eighth grader and ninth grader, they're not going to make it through it. I don't think they read that book at that level, though. It's too big. It's, that's not a ninth grade book, you know. Well, should be. I mean, it should. You should be able at that level. And I think if you start with things that they that you're they, hilarious, they can get into. You're well, hilarious. I, I think they can. They, don't force them to read it. It should be a ninth grade book. War and Peace. <laughs> I think they should be able to read at that level. There's a difference than forcing them to read it and then being have the ability to. I'm just saying they should have the ability to read it and understand what they're reading and in ninth yeah. grade. I mean, no, I agree. you're already you could be earning college credits in ninth grade. No, yeah, right. No, I, I agree. But I, I think there's it should be both ways, right? You should kids in school should be should have free reading, read read something you're interested in, but there should also be things they have to read that is course curriculum, right? You have to be able to read The Great Gatsby and talk about it for whatever whether you hate it or love it. Uh, it's you fiction. Read this it's book. fiction. It's a work of fiction. If it wasn't a work of fiction, I would 100% agree with you. But it's a work of fiction. And I don't think anything that's a work of fiction should be required reading. I disagree completely. I 100% disagree with that with that statement when it comes to school. Because how can you as a teacher teach somebody the fundamentals of understanding what they're reading if you yourself have not died, have not read it and have not analyzed it yourself? You can't. You can't. You can't have. You can't have a kid read some book you've never heard of that before. That doesn't mean that you can't. And expect yourself to be able to teach them how to read it. That doesn't mean that the teacher can't choose a different book. And have something more accessible to the to the people that they're reading to. Why can't the teacher read a book that's more accessible and have that one? I'm not saying that you're you missing what I said. I just said there should be something that the teacher has knowledge of that they read. They read. It doesn't have to be War and Peace or whatever. That's what I just said. That's what exactly what I just said. Why can't the teacher, besides having to be some giant literary classic that bores the f- crap out of kids, can't the teacher choose a different book? that they have read and they do understand that might be more relatable. You could do Harry Potter and get the same yeah. amount of education out of it. I agree. And that's what I was saying as well, but yeah, that's what also, I was saying. In, okay. But still in that same vein of what you're saying, the same thing still applies that you're trying to be arguing to begin with. Right. I could go teaching. I could teach a class as a teacher. I could teach them, make them read Harry Potter. Some kid fucking hates Harry Potter. It's boring sure. as shit. And he hates reading now. The same yeah. thing applies. So you can't, you can't, you can't make you just. There's no catch-all to make everybody love it. <clears throat> I think that you have something that was written over a hundred years ago that the relatability of that to a teenager of today is strictly different, and the the contrast of how the the language that's used and the sentence structures that's used is completely different. And I don't think that you can sit there and say, well, it, it, it's not apples and 
it's apples to oranges in a lot of ways. But I, all I'm saying is I feel from my experience that forcing kids to go through and do literary classics that they don't understand, you have the chance of turning them off to opening a world that they might love. They might not. You're right. You, they might hate it no matter what book you gave them. But I think you're detrimental already from the beginning when you're starting with something that's so old and so unrelatable. I don't, I don't get why they do that. See, that's all. The, I, I, I still disagree with that, though. I think that understanding the classics and understanding where, you know, the history of literature and how things built to where they at and to understand how things got to where they are now and understand how to diagnose and how to read and how to understand classic literature versus modern literature, because there is a stark difference, as you mentioned. But yeah. being able to understand both of them is important to be one, a reader that can comprehend and understand multiple types of literature hit hand them, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, scientific, classic, old, Isn't brand new, whatever. Loves reading and actually wants to get to that point. Not for some eighth grader that could give a fuck less about Shakespeare or I mean Dostoevsky. Any of those those people? You're not reading, but you're not reading that in eighth grade. Like in, in eighth grade, you may be doing Romeo and Juliet, which is a just classic tragedy. I think I was I hated that story. Yeah, you think it's boring, but someone else might love it. Just like if you did a different book, somebody might love it. Someone else might think it's boring. Like your statement works both ways. There's no there's no happy answer here besides either force them to do read whatever the teacher says or let them read whatever they want and let it sign off. Like there's no happy medium here because no matter what the teacher picks, there's gonna be people who don't like it. And don't want it in terms right. of but, boring. But I, you're you're foregoing my argument that by starting on something that was written 100 years ago, you're already putting stumbling blocks in there. I, I disagree though, because yeah. by, you're starting at something that's 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 people are already familiar with, right? Ooh. You people already, huh? Who? You're telling me you didn't know about Romeo and Juliet before a teacher, so the teacher told you about it. You're telling me you never heard about it until the teacher told you about it. It's irrelevant. I, I didn't read it's it. It's not irrelevant. It's not relevant. That means you have familiarity to the story of this class. So they short. Don't have familiarity with Harry Potter. They do now, but well, it's the same. But it's the same argument. But Harry Potter is just Star Wars with, with wands. But <laughs> it is. Have you seen that when they they I break have. down? <laughs> I actually made that argument to say it to to my city like two years ago. Then someone made a video about it. But yeah, it, it's 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 here's it's a thing. And like I, I get what you're saying, but and I one side I agree with you, right? I get it, but I also keeping the classics and keeping these books that are literary classics away from kids is a bad thing. They should be exposed to both. Yeah. Away from them. Cause if you're, a, if you're a kid in high school, are you going to go out and try and read a classic book on your own? Probably not. No, it's going to have to be given to you. But no, but you could have a class that's for, for reading for kids that want to be in a class for reading. If you're just taking English classes and you're going through and you're taking your, your normal base studies to get your high school diploma then no i don't think you should be forced to read that kind of stuff i don't think you're not going to have any interest in it if you have an interest of being somebody that wants to learn that stuff you're going to take that class but school's not about what you're interested in school's not about taking classes you're interested in taking school's about learning the process of learning like what you learn in school in high school and in college is meaningless the actual classes you take are meaningless school is strictly to teach you how to do things how to do research, how to read, how to understand things. That's the important part of school. Not 100% means, yeah, you learn stuff that's good for you in oh, the future. Dude, I've had this but, argument with people that don't understand core mathematics. Right. You don't You don't go to school. Core, it's like it's not about, well, my kid got got it right. Yeah, they, they got it right. 
because they ran it an old school way that you taught them how to figure that out. But that's not the point of Common Core. The com- point of Common Core is to think differently. I understand right. that. And that's the, that, that's the point of, of kids reading classics, right? I, it's not about them learning Roman yeah, I don't agree with learning that, no sentiment, though. I don't think the classics are going to give you that type of, of thinking like in that way. I think that you're going to turn people – I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that do get it. But I also think that you're going to be, have a set group of people that are going to hate reading it. I don't know, man. It's just when I think about it, I, I just I want people to love reading. Yeah, I do too. But I, th- I think I think what you're suggesting is it's going to give you the same doing that backwards. You know, and honestly, high school is shit once you get past junior high because you don't learn anything new after that. No, not really. You don't. Started going, when I when I was in high school, I realized I'm like I already learned everything you're teaching me, except for higher mathematics. But yeah, my thing else, it was like this is the repeat. Yeah, my senior year was full of six classes of, of AP computer science where I just sat in a room and surfed the internet. Dude, I literally turned in papers I wrote in seventh grade in eleventh grade. Yeah, and got A's. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. But school's, high school's school's a game interaction. Well, it's, again, school is about learning how to learn and learning how to process things. That's what school is. It's not a, learning who the, the all the 50 presidents were, what are all 46 presidents were in, in order is not important, but learning how to find that information out and what that information, mean, information means, that's what's important. Learning what learning what the Constitution is, that's what's important. Not necessarily what it says, but how to find that information. Like School is basically one giant research project for, your, for life to teach you how to do your life, how to find information, Tell me process information, know. understand. Yeah, I get that. But there's processes that are in place that don't make sense. I just think I, I see what you're saying, but I just I don't I think that if you do it the other way too, you can have the same thing in reverse. It's I mean I, I just think they need to update. That's all. They just need to. They update. do though. They I don't. They do. Like I don't know when the last time you looked at school curriculum was, but they have updated. They don't. They don't just force like like Cody didn't have to read any of those damn books in high school. He's he's a senior. He read I think he read To Kill a Mockingbird in ninth grade, and that's the only classic he had. He was forced to read. Everything else was modern books. So you what you're it? saying is already happening. I don't know. So how's he, how do you do with it? Fine. Did he like it? But he doesn't like reading. He never has. He's not a reader. I don't think if you gave him some book he might have liked to change him. He just doesn't care about reading. There's yeah. a lot of kids right now these days who just don't care about reading. So the what you give them isn't gonna matter. I think it starts with home. My mom read to us say? all the time. And dude, you. No, I'm not talking about how you guys parent at all because you guys parent mm-hmm. too and what works for you guys. So uh, there's nothing that anybody can say that is good or bad. You know what I'm saying? It's all because no one knows what goes in between the walls when it's just you and your and yours, you know, except for you guys. So anything else is none of anybody else's fucking business unless yeah. you're eating your kids <laughs> and, and, and they're physically and mentally afraid to be there because they're being harmed. That's different, but, but you provide for your kids. You, you know, they got food, they got shelter, they got clothes, you know, you're doing a great job. So don't take that any way than that. I'm just saying my mom read, I think it starts with home because my mom read to us constantly. And I think that has a difference of when you're reading, when you're sitting in bed and she's reading book after book after book as I'm growing up. And by the time I could start reading on my own, I, she had already read like 40, 50 books to me, if not more. And then different, and not just nursery rhymes, you know what I mean? But books, like good books, and books that she was reading for herself, then she would read to me. 
And that's the one thing my mom is weird about is she'll read just about anything. And it, it instilled that in me and my brother and my sisters. And so we all just always read. And I think it, I think it does start with things like that. Um, but you know, everybody's different. It might not make a difference at all. Nurture in nature, right? Yeah, no, we read to the kids a lot too. We did, we read to Cody a lot growing up and all the kids and, um, you know, some kid like Cody and Jacob just don't care about reading. Like not the one they don't, they couldn't give a crap less about reading. And we read to them their entire childhood, you know, not yeah. just nursing rhymes either. Yeah. So there's just some people who just don't want to read, you know, it's an interesting thing to think about. <clears throat> I mean, I don't read as much as I want to read. I have a lot of books I need to read, but oh, dude, I'm the same way, man. I used to read all the time. time. Now I hardly ever read anymore and it sucks, you know, unless it's a book on tape. Most of, yeah, most of my reading nowadays is audiobooks because I just don't have time to sit and read. I have, to, I have to like listen to audiobooks while I'm doing something else. I know, and that sucks too because, you know, actually I'm reading this book by a guy named Matt Wagner, and they did a full-on like radio play with his book. Matt Wagner, the creator of Grindel? No, different one. This guy's a, he's got a whole series of books called The Necropolis where this dude is an interdimensional detective and he's a zombie. Sounds like the same Matt Wagner. Yeah, it's not. I've looked it up. Who it is? John Wagner. John Wagner? This is John Wagner. I don't know. I looked up Necropolis. It says Necropolis by John Wagner, but it's Judge Dredd. So I don't know. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh. See, the thing when we have a book like Necropolis, how many other people have the same idea, you know? Right. Well, there's Necropolis by Anthony Horowitz. He's British. He's British. He's a British chap. I don't know. I don't know who it's by. Matt Richter? Tim Wagner. What? By Tim Wagner. Tim Wa- Tim Wagner? Okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely not Wagner. <laughs> W-A-G-G-O-N-E-R. Wagner. All right. Now that I got you riled up, let's do this. <laughs> no, we're, this is the whole thing. We're done. Bye. <laughs> Who are we doing? We have to do Cena Grace again because you didn't re- record last time. And I'm recording in Skype just in case you forget to record again. No, I got it. I'm right here. Just waiting for you to say three, two, one. Three, two. One. United Armies of the Spoiler Verse. Welcome back. Uh, we got one more thing to say. In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind and read more. Just do it. All right. I got to get back to work, dude. I was hoping that we could do more, but. Yeah, we talked to you. You get to complain about reading for an hour. I know. I love it. I just. But it gets your juices worked up, and then you're like, <laughs> Why do you like to irritate me? I don't know. I never had a little brother, and you're the closest thing I got, so. <laughs> uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> okay, I, have, I have the R record. I can put it out as an episode, and everyone can hear how much of an asshole you are. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> won't agree with me, but I just, <laughs> I just love reading so much, and I want everybody to get into it. I just want them to start at a level that doesn't turn them off. And, you know, and I just think doing the higher stuff and and understanding the structure and all that kind of stuff can be saved for classes that kids want to be in it. Because those kids are there. They're there. There's kids that want to learn that stuff, you know, and I don't know. It's it's always it's a challenge. But I go back and forth because I think a common core and nothing bugs me more when I hear a teacher or a parent complain because they don't understand common core because it wasn't taught to us at our age, you know? Yeah. 
and they don't understand it and they get frustrated because their kids having a hard time understanding it. But it's like, it's not about the right answer. It's about the process. And do you under, and trying to, to kickstart more critical thinking because we're so far behind the rest of the world when it comes to this. And there's more yeah, than a cat. And the fact that you're just so enamored with four plus four equals eight, never mind that there's visually ways to get there. There's the linear way to get there. There's, there's so many different ways to get to that answer. Right. And because you don't understand the way they're teaching it. And then you don't understand why your kid is getting it. The Well, the answer is right, but it's wrong because it is wrong because they didn't do it the way they're being taught. That was my biggest problem in high school, engineer high math, is because I wouldn't do the math the way they were teaching it. Because I would, I, I have this weird thing in math um, that I used to do in school, and it's what my dad did too, is I, I would look at a problem, I would think about it, and then I would write the answer down. Like, I would just, I would work the problem backwards, yeah. right? So I would look at it and say, what's most likely the answer? Okay, then most act like the answer is, you know, 2.45, whatever. And then I would just, I would work it backwards and check the answer. Sometimes, most times I would just leave it. And I was right, like 99% of the time, because I ace all, I ace most of my math classes, and yeah. my teacher used to downgrade me because I wouldn't show any work. I'm like, but there's no work to show. I don't do any work. I look at the problem and I get the answer, and then I'm done. Right. And not the point. Get, then it's not the point. But then I got I, my in my geometry class, uh, my teacher was like, or sorry, was algebra two class. Teacher was like, nobody can nobody can just look at these problems, just get the answer. And I was like, well, it's what I do. So yeah. she wrote one on the board, and I walked up to the board, and I did it, I did it on at the board, and she was like, and then she gave me a pass. Like, look, I can I don't. I, I understand the work you want me to do, but I just, I don't, I don't need to. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but it just, it's a huge waste of my time because I just look at the problem and I just tell you the fucking answer. And I was like, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. You've got to learn the process. But for me going through that in school, it was so goddamn annoying because I was like, I can get this math test done in 15 minutes, but you want me to write a bunch of work down. I don't need to write down and it's going to take me 30. Yeah. And that annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. But that's see, but that's exactly not the point. <laughs> And she does. And that's the thing. The teachers don't explain it in a way that makes that that can sit and somebody can understand. It's like, look, it's not about like if sometimes they need to do they need to grade on a different scale, you know, to, yeah. to get to understand. Because say the the answer is eight and they put eight and the answer is right, but they didn't do the right process, so they get it wrong. Then they do the right process, but they come up with seven, they get it wrong, you know. And it really should be based on a percentage basis of, oh, look at this. They did the process. This is where they're not having understanding. You got 90% of it right. So I'm going to give you 90% on that that answer, and we're going to move on, and then we'll, we'll tally up the average, and that'll be your grade. But now we know where to target where you're having problems with, and they don't do that. They, they do. Teachers yep. absolutely do that. Like Every teacher my kids have had for the last 12 years of schooling, if, if, it's, if they don't show that it works, they get marked down a partial credit. And if they show their work and get the answer wrong, but their work is, and they go into their work, they'll get partial credit for their work. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. Like that's, been, that's the way it's been for ever since Cody tried to school. Yeah, that's good. My school wasn't like that. No, you that's, went to school like 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I mean, that's a lot of things changed. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is the point. You're saying, I know, that's, it is the point, though. You're saying, I want these things. I'm, I'm letting you know those have changed. You so like, argumentative. Jesus. Because you told me I do this. So I have to, I have to play into my role here. But. I'm just saying what you want is a thing so you can stop complaining about it. No, it's not a thing. They're not doing exactly what I'm saying. They need to do what I'm saying them to do, and then life will be good. Oh, because I, I forgot. Because you have your, you have a doctorate in education, right? I do. I have three. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's why you work in the job you work is because you have a doctorate in education. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm glad we're here. Sure, warrior. 
<laughs> I'm glad we have an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kenrick here. Um, uh, are, are, are you going to be the new like um, Secretary of Education or whatever, replacing Betsy DeVos? Is that your new job? <laughs> is that who the new one is? No, but, but the, she was the old one. She was the one Trump before. They didn't know shit. Oh, I didn't. You know what? I, I she was she resigned to his choices because they were just so bad. Like, oh yeah. Well, she resigned after after the insurgency. She she stepped down. Oh, after the. Oh, I only have 13 days left to go, so I guess I'll just resign now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing that just drove me nuts, all these people resigning. It's like you literally have 13 days or 14 days left at the time. Yeah. Now you're resigning? What, what, what's the point? This is your last stand? Come on. <laughs> it's the, it's the, do you think you're making a – what do you call it? A, uh, it's, you, it's, all, it's all for show. Yeah. You know? Because if you truly believe the way you believe, you would have left four years ago or two years ago or as soon as you started and then you realize six months in that this this is crazy and this guy's nuts, you would have left then. Yep. But nope, you didn't. He stayed around and it to the very, very end. And then when all these crazy people come knocking on your door, you're like, oh, I'm but the good news for the American public is we have you on tap here. You can go take over and teach everybody how to learn stuff. Right. Who can read their Harry Potters and not read their classic books? They can dumbest. learn how to do Common Core. Dumbest nation. <laughs> I think we're already there. So I just like no, back what? I hate. Can I say something? honestly, dude? That bugs the shit out of me. Stupid Americans or people saying that kind of shit is drives me insane. Because yeah, it's it like not too, but there's 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 precedent behind it though. Not really, dude. You could go to England and there's tons of dumbass people in England. You can go to France, well, there is, but we're behind and we're behind education wise by behind a lot of countries. Oh, I know. It's, I know. I think it's more, I, I think it's even more but as they're how saying does, they're, how not does stand up? they're usually talking about social, social issues. Yeah. Well, on the whole, our country is a dumb American. Like on the whole, if you go percentage wise, a lot of people don't think don't have those same thoughts or, or the education to back up what they're saying. And while is that true for everybody in this country? Absolutely not. Is there enough in this country that people see it and that's what that's gets out there? Yes. Stereotype that's getting old. And I, it's it, what gets weird is then change it. I feel like America has a whole they do and damn if they don't. Yeah, that's what happens when you're the biggest country in the world. Okay. Right. You have to lead by example, otherwise you get shut down, you know, by the by, by others who don't who who aren't you. But yeah. the the point the way I see it is is yeah, we need to do better as a country no matter what. Do I like the fact that that's that's a stereotype around the world? Not at all. Do I think there's warrant behind it because of what a lot of people do and what a lot of people see happen from the world, especially in the last five, six years, four years? I I, I get it. All they all they're seeing is this dumbass shit. But is that true for everybody or true from like is it, is that even true from where we're at in the Northwest or in the West Coast? No. But that's not what everybody sees in America out, out of America. They see a lot of the dumbass shit that comes out of the country. Shit. And that's what it's a lot of dumbass yeah. shit. There's a lot of dumb shit everywhere, but I mean, it's prevalent in some places more than here. Yeah. This is hurt my feelings, man. Why do you gotta be all weird? Um, right. just trying to make sure you know what you're talking about. Alright, guys. I think that's all we have for today. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed what you heard and you want to hear more. And if you want to hear more, you really need to go to spoilerverse.com because over at spoilerverse.com we have a ton of back issues and you're going to be shocked the amount of people that we've talked with and just the amount of shows that are there. All right now, none of it behind the paywall right now. So it's all free for you to check out those 
download and enjoy. And there's a ton of other shows there as well. And John is going to give you the lowdown of everything. Yeah, man, I will. And I won't even charge you for it. Uh, we got other shows up there like Bridging the Kingdoms and Half-Past Adventures and Nerds from the Crypt and uh, Funny But Forensics and all these fun shows. You can go check out free of charge. Just go to the website, hit the little podcast button in the top left and find the one you want to listen to and just listen to all the episodes. Or go to your podcatcher and type the name in and find it and subscribe. It's so easy that the caveman can do it. Um, and uh, we got a store with Facebooks, not Facebooks. Oh, God, I'm looking at Facebook and I said Facebook. God damn it. It's face masks, t-shirts and hoodies. Look fly as hell. Help support the site because we get a couple of dollars every time you do. And lastly, if you want to chat with us, go to scpod.us slash discord. Link is in the show notes below. You can come join us on discord and chat with us every day. Boom. And boom goes dynamite. Boom. All right, guys. I don't have anything else to say, do you? Uh, we got one more thing to say. Notions of podcasts. We are Cthulhu. Cthulhu compels you to do. Open the mind. And... Eat.